Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're doing one that could almost be called like a special episode, even though it is just a main full Piecing It Together episode. But it's special because it's a movie that I absolutely never thought we'd be covering on the show. Um, when this movie, The Velocipastor, was announced, I got as big of a kick as anyone out of the name, and uh, I shared it, and I laughed, and I thought it was great. But, you know, with these kinds of movies, these direct-to-video kind of so-bad-it's-good kind of things, uh, I don't usually actually follow through and watch them. But I watched this one, and I actually had a pretty damn good time. I was very surprised by it. Um, I partially watched it because friend of the show Josh Bell watched it and said that it was a surprisingly not-that-bad fun time. And uh, we're going to get into it in this conversation. Uh, but we're going to get into some puzzle pieces and our thoughts on the movie, and it was a fun one to talk about. Um I had a lot of notes going into this one because, I mean, just constantly through this thing, I was just jotting stuff down. It was <laughs> impossible not to. I'm sure we could have talked even longer, although I don't think it was necessarily necessary for us to talk longer than we did. But we're going to get into that conversation in a second. I want to remind you all to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You could also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And you can join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. All right, that's enough. Let's get into the conversation about the Velocipastor. <laughs> All right, so back with us today is Josh Bell. Josh, how's it going? It's it's going well, and yeah. I'm excited to be here because I never thought I would devote this much time and energy to this movie. I absolutely agree with that statement. Right <laughs> off the bat, we're on we're on the we're on the same terms here. I I had no idea this episode would happen. Uh, even even when it first came out, I mean, I was very amused by the title, the yeah. Velocipastor. Um, I I was I was. In so much as I don't think I'm going to watch it, but I'm totally on board with a movie being called this. Yes. <laughs> I, so, yeah. I, I, I figured, I mean, I'm with you. And then I knew, though, that these kinds of things that go viral, mm -hmm. um, if I write a review, then that'll get some eyes on it. So I figured when it was announced, like, okay, I'll try to write about this because sure. it'll probably be fun and people will read it. I've had that experience before with asylum type movies and straight to video movies. If they're fun, yeah, that people will look at them. Uh, so I was maybe a little more 
committed to this movie sure. than you were, but uh, I appreciate that you stepped up and yeah. committed to the Velocipaster as much as I did. I, I want to be a real critic like you, Josh, oh, and so you. I wanted to watch yes. the Velocipaster. Being a real critic is all about watching <laughs> movies like the Velocipaster. So uh, we will get into some puzzle pieces here. This is going to be uh, a little bit of a strange episode, partially because of the subject matter, and then also partially, I mean... I gotta tell you, I have three puzzle pieces here, a couple others maybe in the back of my head, but I have more notes than I've ever had for an episode of piecing <laughs> wow. it together. Yeah, I uh, I just wrote all kinds of thoughts while I was watching this movie, and so, I mean, we'll see maybe a little all over the place as we go, but it right. uh, should be a fun conversation. Yeah, this movie does inspire <laughs> a lot of thoughts. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, why don't we get into your first puzzle piece for the Velocipaster? All right. Well, my first puzzle piece is something that I mentioned in my review, and that is really the main thing that I was thinking as I was watching this whole movie, which is Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie is is consciously trying to do for asylum-style, straight-to-VOD trash yeah. what Black Dynamite did with black exploitation movies. That, sure. Uh, this director, Brandon Steer, is very aware of the long tradition of silly titles that are created before anyone actually thinks of what to put in the movie <laughs> yeah. uh, that are made solely to have a ridiculous poster and get people's attention when they're scrolling through 8 billion movies on Amazon Prime yeah, or whatever. And he's obviously trying to have some fun with it. I think what I liked about this movie is it wasn't just one of those movies yes. where maybe they throw in a half-hearted joke here or there, but they're clearly just playing it straight and nobody really cares about creating a quality product. Somebody gave them the title. They wrote the script in a day. Yeah. They roped in some B-level people who needed money, and they <laughs> threw it together. Yeah. Um, and that's not what's happening here. I mean, this is a passion project sure. for this guy. He spent eight years trying to get this movie going. It's funny um, you say passion project, because at f- the beginning of the movie, until I looked it up, I actually thought the writer-director was the main star. I, I didn't realize it was another guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a... Um, I'm not 100% sure, but there's a Daniel Steer... Mm-hmm who plays the sort of priest mentor character. Right. Who I have to assume is the director's, like, father. Sure. But I I can't say that for sure. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not a surprise, I think, that you would have sort of guessed that, because it does seem like the kind of thing that one person is really into doing it, and they just do (laughs) everything. Yeah, they rope Um, in some friends and some favors and whatnot. Yeah, and just, like, do it. But but yeah, I think there's a lot of self-aware humor in this and making fun of the form of these kinds of movies. And some of the bits, it's been a long time since I saw Black Dynamite, but uh, some of the specific bits, like a boom mic coming into the frame on Mm. purpose. And there's a lot of things in here where they over explain the exposition and the joke is kind of how much backstory they are giving you for sure. absolutely no reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the flash, the long flashback that like the the priest mentor and the witch doctor get where they're in Vietnam and <laughs> things that are so irrelevant to the story but are funny because they're irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I and I, I laughed uh, more at this movie than I thought I would. <laughs> I I have to agree. I did laugh more than I thought I would. Um, and you know, to the puzzle piece, Black Dynamite. I I recently, I don't know if you saw that thread in uh, in the popcorn and puzzle pieces group. I had mentioned about. We were talking about how there are really no spoofs anymore. And this yeah. movie really does kind of ride a line between being one of these 
kind of direct-to-video trash type movies and being a spoof of them. It, yeah. re- it really is the kind of the closest thing I've seen to a spoof in a while. Right. And, uh, and, and I think I appreciated that quite a bit because... Uh, you know, I, I always used to love those kind of movies, and then they just kind of fell out of favor when they got really bad in the 2000s, you know? Yeah, all those uh, Friedberg and Seltzer oh, movies, yeah. which I never saw any of those, but yeah. uh, the reputation is enough. I, I saw think. one or two, and that is more than enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I unfortunately have never seen Black Dynamite. I, oh, okay. I, I have a feeling I would love it. I always, it's one of those movies I just know I would love, and I just have never gotten around to it. But Yeah, um, if you like spoof yeah. movies, absolutely you should see Black Dynamite. I'm going to have to get to it. Um, well, I'll go with my first puzzle piece, uh, which, you know, going along, you were you were talking about like some of those like needlessly long takes and like, you know, just uh, a lot of that like ridiculous backstory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one movie that I w- was reminded of is uh, Kung Pao, which is a <laughs> movie that I uh, absolutely love. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Are you a fan of Kung Pao? Jeff I have Bell? not seen Kung Pao, no. but everything that I've seen makes me think that I would hate it. Yeah, I think you probably <laughs> would hate it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's about. I mean, as humanly stupid as possible, yeah. you know. And um, but you know, combining all that ridiculous, you know just dumbness you know with like a lot of like asian cinema based humor and uh you know a lot of a lot of jokes based on the performance and the level of performance i mean there, there are some moments where like you know either people are just super overacting or they're underacting or you're wondering if they're even like awake while they're yeah. acting you know and like and then like also like some strange editing and whatnot as well as like uh you know like repeated moments or or things where things happen multiple times for no good reason, you know, and stuff like that. It, a lot of little things like that um, it totally reminded me of, like, that Kung Pao kind of filmmaking, which also is basically, you know, kind of like a spoof in a way. Uh, again, going back to the spoof thing. Um, and, and it, you know, one other point on it, I, I'm not sure if in the uh, the screener that I watched, if that was actually on purpose but the vfx insert here <laughs> yeah i wondered that too because yeah. we watched the same screener yeah and i am not 100 percent sure but almost all the time it is extremely rare for me to get a press screener that actually has unfinished effects right in a movie in uh in tv i get it actually quite often but uh-huh. in movies they almost never do that so and this movie has been around like it wasn't unfinished it played at film festivals exactly. and stuff yeah and i read one other review that mentioned that as like a deliberate thing. I left it out of my review because I wasn't 100% sure, but I have a feeling it probably was in the final film. I love how deep this movie is that it could be read in multiple ways. Yes, right? yes it really can. <laughs> well, what do you got for your uh, next puzzle piece? Uh, so my next puzzle piece is Grindhouse and, mm-hmm. and not Death Proof or Planet Terror, but the whole Grindhouse experience. Sure. The sure. idea that when they put that movie out, that it was emulating going to a you know D level uh, drive-in theater or something like that back in the seventies, uh, explicitly trying to look like a low-budget exploitation movie, including the trailers, those fake trailers that they have in the middle there yeah. for Machete and Don't and uh, was it Hobo with a Shotgun? I think it wasn't. Uh, and, was Thanksgiving in that? Yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. And uh, the Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS. Yes, yeah, yes, that's yeah. a good one. So all of those, two of which ended up becoming real movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, strangely enough. But yeah, I mean, and 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 obviously, uh, Brandon Steer is, is very much influenced by not only the current straight-to-VOD trash, 
but also the trash of the past mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, uh, you know, lower on the bill drive-in movies or, or grindhouse films. Sure. Uh, and the Velocipaster itself started out as a mock trailer right, that right. he made in 2011, um, which you can watch on YouTube, uh, and has a lot more of a grindhouse feel. That fake trailer has the kind of the fake film grain and the mm. fake aging and stuff that isn't in this feature version, but you can absolutely see that that trailer, if he had made it when Grindhouse came out, he could have submitted it like they did with Hobo sure. with a Shotgun for the contest to be in it or whatever that uh, right. ended up being that, that made that movie get in there. Um, so yeah, I think he's trying to capture some of that feel even though this movie ultimately is shot on very modern looking digital video and looks like well somebody made it with their their consumer grade camera in their backyard now i have a question for you about that maybe you know maybe you don't but i was uh i was researching a little on imdb before we got started and there are trivia bits that would lead one to think that this was shot on film i would be shocked if that were true i mean just for budget reasons i I think he had a thirty-five thousand dollar budget or something i've seen in interviews he mentioned i I mean certainly anybody can go in there and put a trivia piece in but there are trivia pieces about how they baked the film and how they like they they like scratched it in the dark and stuff and that that can't possibly be i mean i I could almost believe that for the trailer yeah right which he made it was a student film and film students may be have more access to stuff like that via colleges or something. And Uh it does have a filmic look. Yeah. There's no way this movie was (laughs) shot on film. If this movie was shot on film, they totally fucked it up because it looks (laughs) like crappy video. Right. right. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. This movie is uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to go with my next puzzle piece, um, which I'm going to talk one specific movie as well as the rest of the work of its director. Um, and that is uh, the film Orgasmo and the films of Trey Parker. All right. Um, so uh, going specifically to Orgasmo, I mean, you get this goofy religious white guy being thrust into this whole like ungodly situation filled with like, you know, violence and sex. And, and he's always like got like one foot back in his world of religion and everything. And he's trying to resist it, but somebody talks him into using his newfound powers for, you know, going out and doing good in the world. I just made quote symbols with my right, hands yes. right here. Yeah. And he stars in porn, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah Cause exactly. he has a large penis. Is that the reason? Uh, n- no, he, he, I've seen this movie, but I don't remember. Anything yeah. About he, it. he, he has like an actual version of the, uh, the orgasmerator or whatever. Oh, and sure. he's able to, uh, fight bad guys by making them have, orgasms maybe i haven't seen this i thought i had well uh yeah that's kind of the the mormon version but um (laughs) but uh then you know just going to just trey parker's work in general i mean i think there's a lot of uh a lot of humor that kind of reminds me of things you know anywhere from uh, from South Park to basketball to, uh, you know, just all the just really ridiculous, silly dumbness and, uh, but, you know, fun at times, ridiculous, silly dumbness. Um, and then even like Cannibal the Musical, which was actually a trauma film. And, you know, I could have used trauma as a puzzle piece even, but, um, you know, just all that kind of like DIY, just gore and silliness combined you know yeah yeah there's a lot of trauma in here i haven't seen enough trauma movies to to cite a specific one and Mm -hmm. i didn't have that on my list but you can tell that there's a lot of trauma 
influence going on here. And I imagine that Lloyd Kaufman probably would love this movie. Oh, I would think so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah he'd probably want more nudity though, but otherwise, well, that's he'd, true. otherwise yeah. he'd love it. Yeah. Clearly. They have that great sex scene in, in this movie where like they just bombard you with images to make up for the fact that there's <laughs> yeah. no nudity whatsoever in this movie. <laughs> that girl was like, hell no, yeah. <laughs> not and, for this one. <laughs> and, and I could not blame her. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Uh, so my next piece is Snakes on a Plane, <laughs> uh, which is similar to this movie in that it started out as a title that the internet kind of took hold of mm. and the filmmakers took their cues from the internet. Sure. Uh, I mean, in the case of Snakes on a Plane, it was a movie that existed and then became this big internet sensation and they went back and kind of added things into it in order to cater to what people on the internet wanted. Right, right. Um, and in the case of the Velocipaster, it was uh, it was really the short film that he made and just the title in general that kind of went viral. And I think he probably took that stuff into account before making the feature version. Yeah. And, um, and again, it is a great title. It is a great title. <laughs> and I loved, I don't know if you saw this, but I read in a couple interviews that he came up with the title because it's an autocorrect error from his phone. Beautiful. That he was trying to type Velociraptor, <laughs> and the phone corrected it into Velocipaster, and he decided, that's a movie. That, that's pretty great. That is a, that's a good inspiration right there. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, like you were saying, when the, you know, when the trailer came out or when it was announced and they put out the poster, the poster, which is great and is completely non-representative of the movie, Oh yeah. Um, people were talking about it online, people were amused by it, just the idea of the movie existing, mm -hmm. even more so than maybe watching the movie itself. And yeah. I think Snakes on a Plane was very much about that, to the point where all the people who were excited about its existence... Like didn't go see it. Right. It, made, yeah. it made no money in theaters. All their efforts to cater to the internet were in vain. No, I managed to get three people to go with me. So. Yeah, I know. I saw it too, and I think it's kind of a fun movie. But it yeah. definitely did not live up to the image of it that people created in their minds. Right. Absolutely. And you know that, that's funny because, like, yeah, the the this movie. I mean, for for everything that I did like about it none of it has to do with the title or, or like the original conceit, which is so strange and kind of funny, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I, I saw you mentioned this in your review as well, but, uh, even the, the, the raptor himself, it looks more like a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. And, it really and, doesn't look like a raptor at all. Yeah, I mean, it barely looks like choice. a dinosaur. Yeah, they really put the absolute minimum of effort into yeah. creating that costume. I feel like if they had somehow just kickstarted a, few bucks and done an actual like cgi raptor or something i don't know or some good practical effect maybe i'd give it an extra star or something like that yeah <laughs> i think so i mean obviously there's a humorous aspect to it and yeah. i have to wonder if maybe when they realized okay we don't have enough money for the cgi yeah. instead of trying to do the next best thing they thought let's just make it look really bad sure because it'll be funny yeah uh but they build it up for so long and yeah. you finally get it at the end of the movie and you're like what yeah. is this? <laughs> and it's running around and biting people and it's, and it's just, it, it goes on for so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would honestly say I liked everything else a lot more, which is yeah. just so, so funny based on the, the premise. Yeah. But, um, so I will go with my next puzzle piece, uh, which is a movie I haven't seen since I was a kid. So I, hopefully I'm not like way off here and remembering things, but I thought of American werewolf in London. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just basically a lot of the setup really. I mean, with the, with this, uh, you know, protagonist, 
you know, getting bit, becoming the monster, kind of thinking he's dreaming at times, you know, finally embracing it. And, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's been parodied so many times over the years. It's uh, it's kind of just like such a great uh, a great concept to parody because it's such like a classic monster story. Yeah, I was trying to think of as I was prepping, uh, there's got to be so many werewolf and vampire and other monster stories about like person travels to exotic location Uh and is somehow cursed or bit or whatever and doesn't realize and returns to home. Yeah. Um, And and that's a good one. I've actually never seen that movie. Oh, really? It's a classic, obviously. But um, I have seen for some reason an American werewolf in Paris. Sure. The sequel. And that may be the last movie that I paid for and walked out on before finishing. And that was 25 plus years ago or something. But I remember hating that movie so much (laughs) that I could not even stay. So maybe I haven't technically seen it. (laughs) But I definitely haven't seen the original uh, Werewolf in London, but I probably should. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I remember loving it, and uh, and I actually remember hating that sequel. So yeah, it was very <laughs> I'm, I'm bad. With, I'm with yeah. you right yeah. there. Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, uh, what do you got for your? Uh, or do you have another puzzle? Yeah, piece? I have a couple more, okay. and I can you know run through quickly. Sure. Uh, the next thing I have is Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. And I thought of it mainly, and you some of the things you kind of mentioned with American Werewolf, uh, the the clueless white guy who kind of stumbles into becoming a hero without really doing anything on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the way he appropriates slash is embraced by Asian culture. Yeah. Um, I I, I thought of that. And I think John, obviously John Carpenter is a much better filmmaker. Sure. uh, And had more resources. Um, But I think he has probably the same kind of affection for some of the same B-movies that Brendan Steer does yeah. and is celebrating that stuff in Big Trouble in Little China and is obviously is a movie where, yeah, it's got action and monsters and whatever, but it's definitely tongue in cheek and comedic and it's all about quips and the the hero making wisecracks and stuff like that that I think uh, comes up a lot in this movie too. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, except, except the, this hero, uh, he's just so dry. He like barely makes the wise. That's like, true. You know, Other people so, make wisecracks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, that one... Uh, the one pimp character, he he had some wisecracks. Oh, what was his name? Frankie Mermaid? I think so, yeah. he's swimming in it? He's swimming bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that... <laughs> wow. What? You know, every, like, like really low-budget, like, comedy seems to have a Frankie Mermaid of some sort. Yeah, it's an easy comedic. <laughs> you can go to the costume store, the thrift store, and buy some pimp-looking clothing, yeah. put them on a guy, get him a walking stick, and oh, boom, yeah. he's a pimp. It's, yeah. it's easy to come up with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what, do you, what else do you got? Well, the last thing is just really more uh, title-wise, and the whole uh, sort of mashup title trend that's mm-hmm. huge in these straight to vod movies and the one i thought of uh in particular was uh sharktopus <laughs> which is a roger corman production and obviously i think roger corman is a is an influence here as well and turning uh-huh. out these movies quickly based on the titles and you will come up with the details later kind of thing and the actual content of sharktopus is probably not uh particularly related to this but the idea of when they announced that people just laughed at it and uh-huh. thought what kind of movie could possibly follow on that and it i've seen sharktopus and it definitely does not live up to uh the promise (laughs) of the title let's say 
Um, but you know, I can see people uh, being amused by that, and in the same way that they're amused by the Velocipaster and thinking, "Oh, I got to see that." Oh, because sure, because of the title. So, yeah, y- you know what I love is uh, so for everybody listening at home. While I do these episodes of piecing it together, I'm always taking notes. That way, we could do our finished puzzle. I'm writing down all the movies we talked about, and uh, when I type "shark to puss," no, no autocorrect, but <laughs> autocorrect no, had to do. It's uh, not aware of shark to puss <laughs> as a word. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 totally it's type- totally on board with me typing that word yeah Uh, but if you type velociraptor right autocorrect it to velocipaster i think it probably would i i I don't i don't want to find out (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i'm i'm out of puzzle pieces i I had a couple ideas but i think we you know this is a movie you know you know we'll get into some closing thoughts here after i do the uh the finished puzzle but i mean it's a movie that like I don't think we really need to spend, you know, an hour on or anything. No, we we no. got some good pieces here yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, a few more closing thoughts, but let's do the finished puzzle. Um, the finished puzzle for the Velocipaster, it includes Black Dynamite, Kung Pao, Grindhouse Cinema, Orgasmo and the films of Trey Parker, as well as uh, Trauma Films, uh, Snakes on a Plane, American Werewolf in London, Big Trouble in Little China, and Sharktopus. Yeah, yeah, and all the uh, I love those mashup titles. I I'm a sucker for like bad shark movies, so yeah. I've seen a lot of these. I've seen uh, like Shark and Saw Women's Prison <laughs> Massacre and stuff like that, which they never live up to the title. Yeah, but I did appreciate that. I saw and in an interview with Brendan Steer, he said he was considering. Uh, he loves also the mashup titles, and he likes uh, Toradactyl Ooh, for his next movie potentially. Nice. So I would watch that. Well, I, I have to say to uh, to Brendan Steer, uh, contact me. I'd love to score that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know aside from that, um, I, I loved the uh, the what's his name, Father Stewart. He he actually yeah. had quite a few really funny moments. I thought, um, and the thing is, is like it just it found there. There's this thing with so bad it's good kind of movies where. They usually tend to go either, you know, too bad or not bad enough. And it really does kind of find a good middle ground. And I think it's because of that whole thing where it ends up kind of not even being necessarily that, even though it has all of that in it, you know? I yeah. just think it's interesting, you know? Yeah, I do think, I mean, I think this movie probably, it's very, very short. It's like 70 minutes long. And I think even so, it, it kind of ran out of steam uh, yeah. <laughs> far before it ended. And I think the four minute version is maybe the ideal version. Sure. Uh, but but <laughs> I, I agree. Like there were a lot of things that I had fun with. And, and for a lot of this movie, if I thought, okay, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bored or this is getting a little bogged down, some other funny thing would pop up. Uh, I did like the the on-screen titles, especially towards mm-hmm. the end when the love interest character seems to have been killed. Yeah. And then she's in the hospital that's clearly just like somebody's room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and she's wearing a gown like over her clothes, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and and we, China in the park was, right, was good. Yes, that, yeah. was, that was good. That park was really versatile because it was like China. It was also the town where they lived. Uh-huh. And it was some other, it was Vietnam in the flashback, I think as well. Um, but yeah, the on-screen title when she's fine and it says like she's fine in these huge letters yeah. i thought was very funny <laughs> um yeah and and i you you mentioned the main actor i think is gregory cohen is his name uh-huh. and he plays it really straight yeah and uh Alyssa kimpinski i think is who plays the love interest sure 
they were shockingly good. Yeah. Like as, as actors, like buying into their characters as dumb as those characters are and like trying to make their love story convincing. And uh-huh. I think that goes a long way in a movie like this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they really, and they, they commit a hundred percent to that, to the whole, I don't know, just like the whole feeling of this movie. It's not so much the story because the story is very thin, but it's like the 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 feel and like the just the the way it is, that 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 weird middle ground between spoof and so bad it's good and just bad, but like they really commit to that middle, you know? Yeah. Um one other thing about that main character, you notice uh his name is Doug Jones. Yeah, and that the, was on purpose, yeah, I believe. The yeah. tribute to the uh the the actors and all the Guillermo del Toro movies and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah who's a great monster actor he's on yeah. uh, star trek discovery as well is very good yeah on that yeah i i saw again brendan steer citing guillermo del toro as a big influence but i i could not go that far as to actually <laughs> say that i saw a guillermo del toro influence in this movie uh honestly i like this more than some of his movies i'll hmm. to say all right <laughs> maybe not all though yeah fair <laughs> enough yeah i'm not a huge fan of his either but i don't know if i would go that far well uh josh any any final thoughts on this before we get the recommendation of something i i mean it's 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 fine. I don't want to overrate it because sure. it's it's not really like good. Right. But given that I had to watch it or I made myself watch it, sure. I didn't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't mind it. That's a that's good. I yeah. like it. I like it. All right. Well, uh, what's something else that you watched lately that maybe you uh, didn't mind even more? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will recommend a movie that I uh, watched with my awesome movie year co-host, Jason Harris, mm-hmm. uh, a movie called Plus One that is currently available to stream on Hulu. It's an indie romantic comedy starring uh, Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid son of Dennis Quaid, who looks a lot like Dennis Quaid, actually. Hmm. Uh, and it's it's a kind of a formulaic as far as rom-coms go. These two friends, they have to go all to, go to all these weddings in a short period of time, and they decide they're going to be each other's plus one at all the weddings to make it more bearable. And of course, they fall in love and sure. they learn a little bit about themselves. But it's funny. It's very well acted. Uh, it's got a believable romance, and I we've had this sort of resurgence of rom-coms on streaming, mm-hmm. some stuff on Netflix that is a variable quality. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think this is actually probably better than most, if not all, of those Netflix rom-coms that a lot of people have been watching recently. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it yeah. did come out in some theaters, not not here in Vegas, but it's now on Hulu, and I think people, if you like rom-coms or if you just like well-made small-scale indie movies uh check out plus one right on yeah i i was actually gonna ask before you ended up bringing up netflix but yeah i mean all the netflix rom-coms have just been i don't know i just think they've been pretty damn bad so it's like interesting that hulu is making a good one so yeah well hulu didn't make <laughs> they this. didn't make I it mean, they yeah. picked it up for after theatrical sure, but that's yeah. how most people will probably see it absolutely yeah well, right on. Uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and plug Awesome Movie Year and then also uh, your website and everything. Yeah, Awesome Movie Year is the podcast I co-host with comedian and filmmaker Jason Harris. We take a look back at a different year in film on each season. We're currently going through our first season on 1994. And we've talked about some interesting varied movies, including... Uh, weird stuff. I think we have some some oddball movies, maybe not quite in the vein of the Velocipaster, but some <laughs> some strange stuff coming up. We talked about big movies like Pulp Fiction and Clerks. Uh, and Dave is our awesome producer, uh, putting it all together and doing a great job. So yeah, awesomemovieyear.com. Find it on uh, all the podcast places. 
look for Awesome Movie Year, and uh, you can find my stuff at joshbellhateseverything.com or on Twitter at SignalBleed and on Facebook at joshbellhateseverything. I can't wait to tell Jason that uh, I I didn't watch the next few movies you guys are going to cover on Awesome Movie Year, but I did watch Velocipaster. Yeah, he's going to love that. <laughs> This is Todd from iHeartGeek. We believe that anything you're passionate about is geek. And if you are a geek, you are family here. We record once a week and would love to have you join in our conversations. You can get hold of us at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the .com we paid extra for. You can get us at Twitter at iHeartGeekShow. And you can always search us on our Facebook page as well. And... Keep on geeking on. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the Velocipastor. It was uh, a lot of fun. Nice little last minute addition to our lineup for the podcast. But um, hey, I had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, if you haven't watched it, if you've been on the fence, if you you thought, uh, you know, based on the title, I kind of am on board, but I'm not quite sure if I should watch this one. I'd say watch it. Uh, it's 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 worth worth seeing. It's it's a lot of fun. So uh, that does it for today. As always, I want to remind you to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together. And if you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would help us a lot. Uh, and of course, share the show with your friends. That would be incredible if you did that. Um, this show over the last couple of months has had just the biggest growth spurt, and it's just it's crazy. There's so many new people listening, and I really appreciate that you're all out there listening. So. Uh, Keep sharing, and uh, we're going to keep making them for you guys. we got a whole bunch more episodes on the way. Some movies that are a little bigger than the Velocipastor, but hey, we're going to do more indies along the way as well, so we'll, we'll get to some more of those along the way. So, um, yeah, I, I think that does it for today. Make sure to join uh, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. We just did a great uh, contest in there, and uh, got more contests coming up soon, so make sure you join that Facebook group if you're on Facebook. So, let's finish this thing off, as we always do, with a piece of my music. And you know what? Um, Way back when, in the beginning days of piecing it together, we covered a movie that I did uh, a whole bunch of music for called Bus Party to Hell. And I did the theme song for that movie. And, uh, you know, in the spirit of trashy B-movie, so bad it's good, just total fun, ridiculous kind of movies. Let's go back and play that theme song again because uh, I love that song. I, I, <laughs> I'm still very proud of how it came out. It's just so ridiculous and so much fun. And uh, it's a fun movie, so go check out Bus Party to Hell as well. And uh, then go back and listen to our episode if you never heard it. We also did an uh, interview with the director. So this is Bus Party to Hell. Enjoy it. And we'll be back next week with more Piecing It Together.
and All Points West. <laughs>